Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, the Cutting Out Early podcast for September 29th. 2020 episode 11 man oh man we're just flying by we're glad to have you guys tuning in uh max major here we have alex newth zach montgomery a full house today how are we doing everybody the gang's all here guys yeah i made it back guys how's how was your uh, how was your exam actually Uh, i'm still in med school so that's a positive (laughs) thank god how long do you have to wait for results oh i already got them back oh really did you really yeah yeah wow so did did pretty happy with it fine fine with it i'm I'm fine with it we'll just (laughs) it was actually a really tough exam so um it was probably one of the hardest ones i'll have all year so really yeah well you said this was one of the top like next to your boards exam that you had last year well no no i was saying so each rotation we have an exam and you know we have a surgery rotation and internal medicine rotation and all those and i was saying that this is probably the hardest if not the second hardest or yeah, um, exam that I'll have in terms of shelf rotation. So it's just a lot of material. I get it. That's all right. So. Glad to have it behind you, I'm sure. Yes, yes, I'm glad, and I'm glad to still be in med school. <laughs> <laughs> we, we got a lot to get into today, actually. Um, the debate is tonight, which is uh, fun. I don't think we're going to really talk about it much, but I know it's not going to be uh, or, it's not going to be a two-hour show. I'll just say that for sure. Um, but there is some NFL stuff that I want to touch on as well. Red Wings news actually uh, kind of coming out uh, this week, which is new. I'd, I'd love talking about the Red Wings. We're going to get to that as well. Yeah, you even got your shirt on. I know. I didn't even realize I got my Red Wings. I'm all in. Let's let's start it up. I mean, hockey season should be start. What are they starting preseason right now? Yeah, usually in October. I mean, <laughs> right in. No, uh, actually, Stanley Cup was just awarded. It la- was last night. Congrats to the Lightning. And uh, we have a special caller coming in, don't we? We do. Um, Devin from Tampa Bay, who uh, had a little run-in with uh, some authorities for uh, yelling something while he was watching the Tampa Bay game. Yeah. Well, if you if you missed the news story, which I did until Max sent it to me, but there was a Tampa Bay fan who was yelling "shoot, shoot, shoot!" shoot! Like shoot! like all good hockey fans do. When, oh yeah, when their team isn't shooting the puck on the power play, <laughs> and uh, I guess some of his neighbors heard him and thought there might have been a, a domestic disturbance. So, yeah. So he had a, a little conversation with the police, but it all ended up well. He got to to watch the game from a, a fan suite the next game. Yeah. At a at the Tampa Bay Arena. So we'll hear from him. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. So we'll get to that as well. There is a story about how a fan was destroying uh, Miller Park in Milwaukee where the Brewers play with a tractor, and uh, he decided to have a little fun with that. We can touch on that as well. But um, I wanted actually to start off kind of in the hockey realm. This this actually was something that I thought was hilarious. We all know the uh, Caller Daddy podcast. I mean, it's big. Uh, whether you like it, whether you hate it, it's a big podcast. It's one of the top ones out there. But Sean Avery, the uh, the former hockey player, who uh, was a great player actually, very well known, but he's having a little bit of a rift right now with uh, 
Alex Cooper, who is now the sole host of the Color Daddy podcast after the other one left, after that whole controversy back in the spring. So Sean Avery right now is having a bit of a, uh, a situation with this going on. He played for the Rangers, but he's feuding with Alex Cooper right now. Uh, what's going on is Avery's part apartment, it's under construction right now. Apparently it's interfering with uh, Cooper's uh, Barstool Sports recording schedule. Uh, so according to a source, I don't even know what they mean by a source, why is this even a secret story? Whatever. She's been filing noise complaints and attempted to leverage her 1 million Instagram following and podcast as a way to halt Sean's construction. She records the podcast every day, despite only releasing one episode per week. But she didn't know it was Sean's apartment. How does she record a podcast and only release it once a week, but she's recording every day? I have no idea. <laughs> I, I'm not very familiar. <laughs> I'm not very familiar with the uh, with the caller daddy stuff. But yeah, could you imagine if we did this every single day and only released it once a week? Like like four of them are just shit, but we'll we'll put the best one out there that we did Believe whatever me, day it a was. A lot more than four of them are shit. <laughs> <laughs> so so what happened was um, Sean fired back at Cooper uh, last week in nearly a, a 15 minute rant on his new Action Park Media podcast. No gruffs given. What a name. No gruffs given. I mean, if that doesn't scream former NHL. God, everyone's trying to get in on this podcast game, but... Right. We were here first, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. What is this? I mean, we started this entire trend, and now everyone's just copying us. It's, it's unbelievable. There's not enough room for the two of us. I know. <laughs> he, uh, Avery this is re- our market. <laughs> <laughs> Avery recounted receiving a phone call from Cooper's landlord asking him to put some kind of foam behind the doors so as to not interrupt your tenant's podcast recording. They don't even own the apartment. They're just a renter, he fumed on the complaint. But I just wanted to listen to the complete and utter, utter bullshit and the entitledness of her and this tenant, he said. He was just going off. But uh, once Avery learned that the unhappy tenant was Cooper, he mocked her for thinking that she was so important and he stressed that he had a valid work permit. Uh, what really bothers me is that Alex Cooper, she, he says Alex bleeping Cooper, who had a little cup of coffee with success. She's had her one year when all of a sudden she's a big shot. She's an effing joke. She thought she was going to get them to stop construction for two hours a day so she can fill her effing podcast. A rep for Cooper did not comment. So it sounds like the construction at Sean's apartment is really interfering with that recording schedule at her home. Doesn't she have like a spot to record it? I don't. If you have like a big podcast like that, shouldn't you have some kind of studio or something? You would imagine so. This must be some type of COVID thing where, I mean, she's just staying in her apartment now. I would have to imagine. Because, yeah, if, if you're going to be that successful, I don't think you're doing this apart, this podcast in your apartment, you know? Yeah. No. I mean, we're in a studio. Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> it's so easy. No. <laughs> is Avery being unreasonable here? Is he being a little, like, maybe a little much? Or, or no, whose side are you on? Who si- whose so side are you on? It's it's tough to say whose side you're on because, I mean, everyone, like, just think of it as a normal working from home scenario. Don't even think about it as Alex Cooper and her podcast. Like, people are trying to work from home, but also people are trying to get construction done on their apartments and Generally, you can get that construction done during the day when everyone's away at work. So, yeah. I mean, it's a really weird scenario. And like he says, he has valid permits. So, 
Maybe they shouldn't have approved the permits if it was going to be a noise issue. I think her podcast efficiency needs to be improved for only putting out 20% of her work, which seems to be a little bizarre. Uh, maybe I mean, just record that, once. Yeah. yeah, if that. <laughs> we really don't know. I don't know. It's it's just crazy. I love how like Avery just learns that Alex Cooper, oh, her? Oh, God, how what an entitled you-know-what. Just ridiculous. I'm under construction. This is bullshit. I'm not dealing with her at all. She just goes off on her entitlement, which right. is pretty funny. <laughs> I mean, a, a normal person, if you need quiet, would then work around whatever that noise is. You know, I can't imagine they're doing work on this apartment 24-7, so, like, maybe you have to start recording in the evening now. <laughs> So I do agree. It is kind of entitled of her to be like, no, my schedule is more important than yours. 100%. It, you know, it's it's just that mentality. If you're get, you know, I mean, you have a very successful podcast and you get picked up by bar school, bar stool, and there's all this controversy surrounding your co-host and you're making all these headlines and like you're one of the top podcasts in the country. Well, you know, I can I can see how that can happen. You know, I can see. Goes it. to your head. Yeah. Why has it started going to your head, Max? You walk around. <laughs> Do you know who I am? We're still waiting for Dave Portney to send us a letter about how we how we're going to join Barstool. So. Oh, yeah, they're trying to f- figure out the financing. They can't afford us. <laughs> I know it's actually kind of a whole story. So you know, I'm been talking with Dave every day. It's a it's a mess. It's a mess. We want too much. He wants too little. He can't afford. It. It's a whole mess. We won't anyway. settle for anything less than a million apiece. <laughs> Are you kidding? That'd be cheap. That'd be discount. That'd be the family discount rate. Well, um, <laughs> speaking of hockey, um, before we get into uh, the, the story with Devin, we're going to give him a phone call in like uh, nine minutes, actually. Uh, but the Red Wings, had made, they made some news over the past week, which I was not expecting at all. But but you saw this. Yeah, I had, I had no idea this was coming just kind of because I've been tuned out from the Red Wings lately because they haven't been you know, in the, in the loop with with all, yeah, with all, I mean, they weren't in the bubble. They weren't invited to the bubble. So they didn't even get to play there. And then with the playoffs going on, obviously they're not doing anything, but yeah. So the Red Wings, uh, acquired, um, acquired, uh, which stall brother was it? Mark stall. Yeah. They acquired Mark stall from the Rangers, um, as a cap dump. I mean, he's got like a $6 million salary, five and a half million dollar salary. So we got Mark stall and a second round pick for future considerations whatever that means which as you know just means like a few dollars like it's just some money here and there and we have plenty of salary caps sure place. so it's a great trade for us we get uh we get a veteran defenseman who can come in and teach our, some of our young guys uh, you know how to play the game he'll probably be on our third line or something like that so he can eat up some minutes as well but he has a veteran presence in the locker room all we have to do is pay your salary, and we have an extra second-round pick in the 2021 draft. Is there any other sport where there's something like that, where you trade them a player for almost nothing, and they give you like a first-round pick too? You know what I'm saying? I mean, you can. That's really, a good question. I yeah. don't think so. I mean, we trade him for a bag of pucks. <laughs> we kind of did that with Datsuk when we needed to dump his contract. We traded him and like a fourth-round pick to the Coyotes, and we got back one of the Coyotes players who was pretty much done. That just you know needed someone to eat his contract. Yeah, wasn't there a story about some, a, a Red Wing player who we traded for like or we got for like a dollar? Chris we, Draper. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I mean, what other sport does that happen in? <laughs> I mean, that's insane. You know, when you think about it, really, that's unbelievable. Yeah. I, no, I can't think of another another sport where that happens. Yeah. It, it really is unbelievable. Is Stahl gonna be like the um, 
you know how the Lions got AP, and we're dealing with that veteran presence who, honestly, one of the best running backs that we have right now, which is kind of sad because we've used... the best, yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, really, because we've used a lot of draft picks on running backs, but we just, oh, well, you know, we'll just get Adrian Peterson. He'll come right in, and he'll be the, the best running back that we have by far. Uh, but we have that veteran presence now. So I'm wondering if, if Stahl is kind of going to be along those same lines where he's maybe helping the defensive players a lot and, and really trying to mold them or help them grow, stuff like that. Maybe that's kind of what the Wings are shooting for. No, I think that's exactly what they're shooting for. Absolutely. Shoot! Because yeah. <laughs> Stahl's not like a top caliber player anymore. I mean, he was a healthy scratch on the Rangers a couple times last year. Um, but he'll come be like a third-line defenseman for us and – and he'll hopefully teach our young guys how to, you know, be veterans and professionals in this league. Did you see they got rid of Erickson too? Yeah, mm. I was so excited about that. I, I saw <laughs> like I saw like oh, Eiserman also confirms that Biggie and uh, and Daly are gone. Yeah. So for for Erickson and Daly to not be resigned is really positive. <laughs> for for somebody, I think he was around for 12 years or something like that. For somebody who was around for 12 years, I've never seen so much hate for them like leaving. <laughs> like it's unreal. <laughs> I know. I. I feel kind of bad because I know his dad still lived in Sweden and would wake up every night at like three in the morning to watch Ericsson play on TV. Oh, <laughs> what a trooper. Really? I, I know, but he's oh just so God. bad. He was just such a big oaf on the ice, and he never used his size the way he should have. I mean, he was not a physical player at all, but he was the biggest guy on the ice, so he was just slow and then didn't do anything. I bet he had to tell his friends that he was getting up early for another player to watch. You know, if they, if they knew he was getting up early for, you know, Erickson, they think there's something wrong with him. Like, oh, you're <laughs> yeah, you, you wake up early every morning to watch the Red Wings? You must be a big Henrik Zetterberg fan. Oh, yeah, big Henrik Zetterberg fan. That's <laughs> definitely it. <laughs> oh, yeah, one of them is my sons, actually. But, you know, you know, I don't watch him. <laughs> I don't, you know, just a big Zetterberg fan. <laughs> Dur- during, his, during his shifts, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. He no, was in Grand Rapids for, like, at least half of last season. Erickson was. So he was on the way out. He wasn't really... A member on the team anymore, but he was his. You know his contracts were still in the books. And are you going to get um, Griffin season tickets? Mm, so, Have you thought about it? Well, since I'm moving to Grand Rapids very soon, yeah. Um, maybe. I mean, very I love soon. You already moved in. Well, kind of. I'm, I'm in the process. I'm in the process. You've, you've done painting. You've done decorations. It's amazing. Nah, I have not done decorations. Oh no. Okay. I've moved in some furniture and I've painted a room. <laughs> are you, I are you hiring a decorator? No. <laughs> Big lawyer over here. <laughs> like, can't afford a decorator. Yeah, I'm looking for something a little modern, but not too modern. I don't want it to scream modern. The right balance, you know. I could just see you kind of directing along. It'd be great. Hey, well, you know, the, the paychecks. I mean, the the job title might have started, but the paychecks haven't yet. So, <laughs> so we'll wait. No, but I mean, I'm, I'm serious. Is that something you thought about watching the Griffins there? I'm getting, getting so, season tickets. So I mean, you might be too busy, I guess, right? Yeah. Well. I mean, I love going to hockey games, and I love going to minor league sports games, and I've been to quite a few Griffins games, and I always have such a good time. But I don't know if I can commit to that many hockey games. Like, I don't think I don't see myself going to thirty plus games a year. I see myself going to like five to ten, which isn't really season ticket worthy. I mean, yeah. maybe I'd get one of the small packages, one of the small season packages, but then you're kind of locked into the games you want to go to. I'd rather kind of just be like, oh, there's a game this Friday. Like, should I go? Yeah, I'm free. Why not? That sounds fun. So I'll probably do that because tickets are pretty reasonable for the Griffins, and who knows what the, you know, the fan situation is going to be. 
What other sports are in Grand Rapids that you're able to like watch or go to? Are there any other yeah, big names? So Grand Rapids is actually the was just recently named the number one minor city minor minor league sports city. There we go. Say it's it a mouthful. <laughs> minor league sports city in America is number one. Um, I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. <laughs> Because <laughs> they've got uh, the West Michigan Whitecaps, which are the Tigers' single-A affiliate. Oh, nice. And All those single-A games can get crazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. They have Fans uh, throwing stuff in the outfield, you know, just beer cans flying, I've, fights. I've been to one of their games. It's really fun. Is it really? It's, and it's a really beautiful ballpark. It was ranked the number one minor league ballpark in America. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Impressive. So the Griffins are at Van Andel, which is an awesome concert venue as well. And then uh, the Grand Rapids Drive, who we talked about in some of our first episodes, but they're no longer affiliated yeah, with gone. the Pistons, but they're still going to be there, so who knows? Nice. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun. I but, mean, you're going to have a good time. Yeah, and then you've got you know Grand Valley Division Two football. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> the Griffins are better. Yeah. You've got uh, – I mean, you've got some big-time high school teams in that area, too, if you're into high school football. I know a lot of people are. A lot of fo- real football fans are. Um, I know a lot of basketball players come out of there too, right? Xavier Tillman did. Yeah, yeah. He went to quite a few. Grand Rapids Christian, I think, is where he went. And uh, ca- there's a big Catholic Central High School in Grand Rapids that puts out a lot of football uh, talent, I think. Um, so if that's something you're interested in, then, then it should be good. Um, but, yeah, this Red Wing news is awesome. I think it's such great news. I think it shows that Iserman is ready to win. I think he's really ready to turn it around. I think he's ready plan, to win. His he's ready to put a winning team on the ice. He's yeah, ready to get a good draft <laughs> pick, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it shows that he's he's really putting his plan into place. I think, and it's it's really coming together. I think it's it's a great step forward, and we're finally starting to see some of these more savvy moves by him. And uh, but because yeah, he was he was like kind of in a watch and wait period, right, for a long time. Pretty much. Yeah. He, he couldn't really do much except for wait for contracts to expire. And yeah. I mean, we didn't really have many pieces he could move. Um, but I was just wondering about Iserman. I mean, that Stanley Cup win must have been kind of bittersweet for him, watching the Lightning win. I'm interested you think to get, so? I'm interested to get Devin's pick. Yeah, because he built that team. He put it together. And, I mean, that's pretty much all his work just coming to coming to an end there. But he's not there to enjoy it. You know, he's not still a member of that team. Someone else saw it the final 5% of the way, even though he did 95% of the work. Yeah, it was still, it's his, his players, his, so, his, uh, his, his team, right. essentially. So b- bittersweet because, sweet because, oh, my team won a Stanley Cup. My team that I built, you know, that's awesome. Like, I can really make claim to that, and no one's going to argue that, but definitely bitter because, oh, he's not there. His you, name's not going on the cup for that team. Do you think that... Somebody in his position, do you, or do you think he would really care, or would he just kind of be like proud of the work product that he's showing? And you know, he's kind of ready to move. He's already moved on to the next challenge, and it's already like in the past. But he's just kind of sitting back, like, yeah, you know what? I I did that. That that was that was a big part of me, and kind of maybe a little more of a uh, I don't know, like a maybe not a relief, but just like a little bit of a pride thing. Like that yeah. was me. I'm doing it, and I can do it again. You know, here we go. I mean, he, start should the de- he should definitely be proud of himself for for what the Lightning did and what he did with the Lightning. Um, I mean, I don't know what Iserman's mentality is, but I know yeah. for me, I would be a little bit disappointed that I didn't get to see it out. Wouldn't you? Well, I, it's well, like I said, it's tough for me to put myself in his shoes. I mean, he's already won a cup there, right? Didn't he? Didn't he win a cup a few years back? 
with the lightning? Yeah, didn't he? I don't. I don't think so. No, he God. did. He did. I swear he did. Am I wrong? The lightning have been good for a while. Well, I yeah, feel like they're always. If like, I'm wrong, I'm, like, I'm really upset. <laughs> I know. The, I know the Lightning have multiple cups because they're the first. No, this was their second cup, and the first one they won was in like the late '90s, wasn't it? Or early 2004. 2004. So I early, guess you're, okay. 2004. No, was, you're right. That was with Vincent, uh, uh, with uh, uh, Le Cavalier and yes, and, yes, 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 and yes. Saint, Saint Louis. You um, know, maybe you have a good point because he did all that work and never won a cup. And now he's gone and they win. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah, so he doesn't get his yeah. name on the cup as a member of the Tampa Bay Lightning organization. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think maybe it'll motivate him to do well here. I mean, personally, he knows he did it. But 30 years from now, when people are just looking at the history books and his name isn't on the cup as the GM, is he going to get the full recognition he deserves? Well, probably, he'll get his, he'll get his name not. here as a, yeah, as a Red Wing. Yeah, now he just needs to work just as hard to get his name on four or five times as a Red Wing. <laughs> let's, um, let's give Devin a call and uh, see if he can offer any insight, and then I will also get his story on exactly uh, what happened to the uh, whoop, hang on one second, to the uh, entire incident. God bless America. If I can use my phone. How there old are go. you? How old is this guy? I feel like I'm at a, uh, what's that? It was uh, Burger Rama. Is that where we are right now? Oh, yeah, we're at Rama. Everybody get their drink. All right, Thursday pitcher. Nothing like a Thursday pitcher at noon. Oh, we'll call him back in a second. What happened? He didn't answer his phone. Oh, jeez. I know. Doesn't he know this is the biggest podcast coming he out of He didn't answer his point? phone. Unbelievable. We'll have to restart the song. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll, I, yeah, we'll, we'll Does him, he we'll know we do this thing live? Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, oh. Yeah, he's calling back. <laughs> oh, you can't do that. <laughs> Well, answer. Is this Devin? Yes, it is. Devin, how's it going? It's Max how's here. How's it going, man? Good, good, good. Thanks for uh, thanks for calling in. We have Max here. Uh, we have Alex. Hi, Devin. And hey, how's it going? We have Zach as well. Hey, what's up? Awesome. Can you hear us? Okay. Nice to meet you guys over the phone. Yeah. Awesome. No, this. I'm work. actually gonna go grab my uh, my headphones real quick, so it might sound a little bit better. Oh, so take your time. That's perfect. Seconds. No, oh, this is going to be really cool. I'm, I was fascinated by this story. Yeah, really was. <laughs> I mean, dude, it's about to blow. It's about to blow up even more. I have Inside Edition coming to my house tomorrow to do an interview. No way! Are you serious? Yeah. Which, yeah. Who's, who, do you know who's coming from Inside Edition? Uh, just like a camera crew and like a reporter or something. I don't know. They just I, called me. That's who I was on the phone with when you called. No, oh my god, that's going to be so cool. Do you know if it's going to air? Is it going to air tomorrow, or do you know when it's going to air? Because I'd love to record yeah, it. Yeah. They believe that it'll be tomorrow because they're coming early. I have to freaking take PTO. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's worth it for Inside Edition. I think that's a very, yeah. very good reason for PTO to be used. Yeah, I think I think that'll fly. Wow, he yeah. might even let he my, my boss might even just let me let me slide. That's good. Wow, you're, you're becoming like a local celebrity. Yeah, big t- big time stuff here, man. Oh man, this is this is yeah, impressive. <laughs> 
All right, so Devin, what what exactly happened? I I actually read two <laughs> stories. One of them said that it was in your apartment. Another story said it was in your buddy's apartment. So kind of take us through exactly what happened uh, that night in Game Three. Okay, uh, before I start, do you want to FaceTime audio? Oh yeah, microphone? we can do that. Okay, that's probably best. You. Okay, cool. Uh, let's see. Devin, Devin, Devin. Let's make sure he calls back. <laughs> oh, he just did. He just did. Hang on, hang on. It might be my service. We can put that check in a money market mutual fund. And it's and we'll gone. Reinvest the earnings Stop in the foreign it. currency accounts <laughs> with compounding interest, and it's gone. Oh. Connect, connect, connect. Ugh. The Wi-Fi. Take it off the Wi-Fi. Is is that would that be better maybe? Let's see if I go to LTE. Uh, we'll try. We'll try. Uh, I you have to apologize. <laughs> you guys are getting some great. How the sausage is made right here. This is how it's all done. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. <laughs> Technology and stuff. <laughs> You know what? This FaceTime audio is not working. I'm just going to call back his phone number. Good idea. <laughs> Thunderstruck. Hello? Hey, Devin. I don't know what's going on with FaceTime right now, but we can just do it over the phone if that's okay with you. Yeah, it's perfect. Awesome. All right, so take us through that night. I'm, I'm so curious to kind of hear your side of the story. All right, you guys want the full story? Yeah, let's hear it. And by the way, you can you can swear or whatever. It doesn't matter. It's obviously podcast, so there's no worries about that. Okay, cool. So, um, Monday or Wednesday night before the game, uh, I tweeted out and I said, "If Steven Stamkos plays like this game, I'm immediately shotgunning two alcoholic beverages." <laughs> <laughs> so let me just set the stage with that. I get so, it. We do that. It's great story. Obviously, we're rowdy. The most, like, he steps foot on the ice. I run over. I grab two Coors Lights back to back. Like, I have my friend holding the other one. And I <laughs> I just chug both of them. Not very well. It was, I give myself about a one out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> at least he did it. At least he did it. Yeah, yes. at least you're honest. <laughs> I gotta be a man of my words. So, we were sitting there. Um, Cooch Rock gets his breakaway goal. We start going nuts. We're on the third floor. So, I'm actually at. My friend's apartment, not okay. my apartment, but he's one building over. So we're on the third floor. So we're jumping up and down. We're screaming. I'm not going to lie. We were very loud. Like, yeah. No, <laughs> hey, it happens. It's it no happens. ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like we, It's we the Stanley Cup finals. I mean, what else can you do? <laughs> I know. So you got to do what you got to do, right? Yeah, absolutely. So we start going nuts. After that, we get a power play. And uh, I start screaming at Hedman he does this little like toe drag and there's a history with the lightning and I'm sure you guys know that we get too cute with the puck sometimes mm -hmm. so like I just wanted they had bodies in front of the net I just wanted him to shoot I'm not one of those fans that shoot like yell shoot all the time but it was just this instance I just wanted him to shoot <laughs> so I scream out really loud shoot shoot <laughs> just like that so um you know, we don't think anything of it. Sure. Just, you know, keep going. The game's still going. You're in the moment. Stamkos. You're in the you're in the intensity of the moment, you know? 
Exactly. So Stamkos gets his, makes this nasty move around the defender, rips it. We go nuts. Like, we are jumping up and down. It's, we're going crazy. We go over, we shotgun another beer. Because I said, I said, if Stamkos scores the night, I'll shotgun another beverage per goal. He <laughs> scored one. That's great. Good thing he didn't have a hat trick. I would have been hammered. Oh, my so, God. <laughs> so he had, he had um, the one goal. We start going nuts. Don't think anything of it again. We do this regularly, but this night was extra, extra special sure, because sure. Sam Coase and we were extra, extra pumped up. So uh, about five to ten minutes after that, we just get this loud bang on our door. So we're like, it's me and my two buddies in his apartment, and we're like, we're not expecting anyone. So we, we don't answer. Oh, so no. Oh, no. <laughs> we don't know who it is. Yeah. And they're not standing they're not standing in the the peephole. Like they're off to the side. So like that's red flag number one. Like I don't know who it is. I'm not gonna answer the door. I wouldn't answer either. Especially yeah. if I can't exactly. see anybody. Exactly. So we don't answer for about one to two minutes. Um and then my friend finally opens the door. And let me paint this picture. So the, the we're sitting on the couch and we're looking at the TV. And it's on the same wall that the door is on. So I'm watching the TV. I see him open the door, and I immediately see cops. And I'm like, oh, my God. This is not good. (laughs) This is not good. So they start questioning my friend. The first question they ask is, where are the guns? Oh, you're (laughs) kidding me. Oh, my God. We heard there's a domestic dispute. Where are the guns? And he's, like, caught off guard, like, whoa, 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 (laughs) whoa, whoa. Like, there are no guns here. So he opens the door like really wide, so the whole police can see, you know, into the building. Yeah, or into the into the the apartment. And he asked us to come outside, so we did. And they asked us the same question, you know, where are the guns? We heard there's a domestic dispute. There's no dis- domestic dispute going on. And just like I literally looked at him, I said, "No, sir, I'm just cheering for Steven Stamkos." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that's so good. So they uh. This whole altercation, like, by the time we opened the door and, like, them leaving, like, they were cool. It was fine. They completely understood. We're all decked out in lightning gear. I'm decked out in lightning gear. Sure. Um, and they completely understand. They leave. This whole, like, situation, it only lasted, like, one to two minutes. So, like, it really, like, you know, wasn't a thing at all. It wasn't, like, bad at all. They were cool. They understood. And they went about their business. Were they, um, were they lightning fans as well? Do you, do, I mean, do you suspect that at least? I suspect it. I don't know for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's unbelievable. But I mean, I, I just imagine you guys just just freaked out. Like, where are the guns? I mean, th- that's an intense question from the, from the police, right? I mean, that's crazy. So, and there's four cops there too. Keep in mind, wow. <laughs> not, there's God. not just two. There's two at the door. There's one in the stairwell, and there's one at the bottom on the first floor, and one oh on the third God. floor. Like they're there, like tactical style. Like they think something's about to pop off. Oh my God! Wow, that's terrifying. <laughs> so, like, yeah, it, it was. My first walk, I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> oh my gosh! So it was, it was all good. So how did this blow up? Because I mean, I was reading these stories. The, the lightning actually invited you to a watch party. Yeah. So how did that go? And how did they even find out about all this? So I'm a former like high school athlete in the Tampa Bay area. So the original guy who wrote the story, Joey Knight, uh, works for the Tampa Bay Times, and he follows me. So my dad formerly used to work for the Tampa Bay Times. So he saw me tweet. I said something like, LOL, we just got the cops called on us for cheering too loud. <laughs> and so Joey, I guess, sees that tweet 
and he reaches out to my dad and my dad gives him the number. So that's, I don't think anyone's asked that question. That's how the story got out. Cause I've seen people be like, Oh, how, how did they even know about this? Yeah. That's how, cause the reporter, the reporter follows me on Twitter. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, so that's how it got out. And so it blows up uh, Thursday and Friday. I got news outlets like crazy radio interview requests, like going crazy. <laughs> and I'm about to do one at work. Like my boss was nice enough to let me, you know, let the news crew come and interview me at work. And um, my phone rings right before I'm about to go on camera. And it's someone who says they work for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Oh <laughs> my like, God. <laughs> Would you like to come watch game four and we'll give a, give you a, a full tour and everything like that of, of the locker room and everything. And I was like, heck yeah. They're like, well, it'll be you and three of your friends. All we ask is an exchange uh, for an interview. So I was like, okay, cool. Yeah. Like, no problem. That's an easy decision. Yeah. I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like perfect. You got in. So we get there. Um, we meet Dave Michigan. I'm sure this is a hockey podcast. Everyone knows about the lightning's crazy radio announcer who just, screams at the top of his lungs whenever we score a goal he's kind of gone viral so we oh, meet yeah, him absolutely we meet phil esposito um oh, nice bobby the chief taylor and then dave anderchuk and that's wow. this is like an hour before game time um they take us ice side on the lightning bench and greg wolf who's like our entertainment pa guy during the games he comes over he interviews me i'm on a jumbotron i explain my story about how it how it went down there's people cheering going crazy and then i uh went to my seat and as i'm going to my seat everyone's yelling shoot <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's funny I, go, I even go get a beer and they're, they're like oh I, I saw you on the news you're the shooter guy <laughs> so, that's i guess that's i guess crazy. i might just need to change my my at name to the shooter guy yeah take advantage <laughs> of that opportunity but was was the arena full? I mean, I mean, I mean, I'm just imagining, like, I mean, because you're, I mean, obviously the Not games are happening in Canada. So, I mean, who who's there? I mean, I mean, what I mean, what was like? The, you said there was a crowd. Everyone was cheering. Like, who who was it? Who was there? Uh, season ticket members and like VIP members. Gotcha. So, I mean, it's like roped off, like crazy. Like every other row is roped off. Sure. Um, only four seats sit together, so it was just perfect because I, you know, there's four of us. But only four seats can sit together, and there's, there's probably like eight in between, like another four. So I would say there was only like 1,000, 2,000 fans, which was like so eerie and weird because I'm so used to going games, like games there, and it's, it's loud. Like, so when we score, you know, I can hear myself like screaming. I usually can't. It's <laughs> so wild. It's just a different so, atmosphere. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But I'll tell you this it was awesome to like, be in 2020 and even though the game wasn't live like i'm in an arena watching a sporting game even though it's on the jumbo chart like right, it was absolutely. awesome like to be there during that time yeah not many people can say that i mean this year especially that's that's a pretty unique opportunity is i, I have to ask is your buddy who whose apartment it was is he a little pissed that like you know you're getting all the publicity but hey it's my apartment you know i mean i'm just <laughs> thinking to that, that kind of uh that kind of uh, upset just because of that <laughs> No, no, he actually didn't even want to be like identified. Oh, really? He's a yeah. So oh, he was man. like a doctor. So like he thought that the story would just make him look bad, like he's a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's uh no, he's fine. I mean, so, he was mad, a little bit mad, and annoyed that the cops came because I yelled shoot. Really <laughs> yeah, well, but he wouldn't but, be too I mean, happy at you at the time. <laughs> but I think the moment that I called him up and said, "Yo, man, like." 
we're going to the lightning game tonight. He literally thought I was joking. I think at that moment, he's like, okay, this was worth <laughs> it. Yeah. <laughs> Publicity is all worth it, I'm sure. So so what happened with the neighbors? What what did they do? Did I mean, I, I was reading, too, that they, they – didn't they give you a 12-pack of beer or something for this? Yep, they did. So <laughs> rewind, rewind to before we go to the watch party. Um, we put the note. I, I print out the story, and I put a note on there, and I say – you know, thanks for making me go viral on the internet, LOL. Um, <laughs> I said, I'm so sorry for being loud on Wednesday night. So I took that, put it on the door. So we go to the watch party, and then this is when we come back to my buddy's apartment. Um, we just went up there. Yeah. And there's a case of beer. And it's the note. They flipped it over, and they wrote on there. They said, um, you know, sorry for calling the police. I grew up in a home of domestic violence. Um I really thought someone was going to get a shot. Wow. So he's like, LOL, go lightning though. <laughs> I'll be watching the <laughs> <in the> finals. <laughs> so it's all good. There's no conflict in here. It's all, uh, everything's no, on not, good not, terms. No, not at all. But then when the moment, you know, that I heard that, like it, it made it like kind of not funny, but like still funny that the cops got caught on me for yelling shoot. But like now it makes sense as to like why he did it. And it's like a serious matter. Like you grow up around domestic violence, like it's flashing back in your mind and you don't want that to happen to someone else. So like it really, I don't know. It just my perspective to the whole thing, I guess. Yeah, and absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, you can't, can't blame him for sure. No, that, that makes, yeah. that, that so makes we've actually sense. met him and he's cool with everything. Um, crazy story. He was actually in an apartment like five months ago and a lady ended up getting murdered to domestic violence. So like wow. he said the moment, <laughs> the moment, the moment that he heard like yelling again and like, shoot, he's like, Oh my God, like not again. Like there's no way this is wow. happening, happening like again. Wow. That so, is shocking. So I yeah. guess it's, that's pretty yeah. close to home. I, I, I can understand it a little more after having kind of go through a, a scenario like that. I can't even imagine, but it, it makes sense, I guess. Absolutely. So we've actually, I've started and I've, I've made a couple shirts. Um, I'm selling them on my website, and some of the proceeds are going to go to local domestic violence charities. Give the website Tampa out. Bay. What 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 website is it? And, and uh, that'd be great. It's Tampa DG. Just the letters DG dot com. Yeah. Oh, we'll be we'll definitely be sure to check that out. Everyone should for sure. That's a great cause. That's really good of you. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I, I gotta say, congrats to your lightning. That's that, I mean, last night, man, a, a three to two win. That was great. Um, did you did you uh, ever have a chance where you're like, I'm not sure, because the Lightning scored three goals in the first period last night, and then it was a three one game in the second, then a three two game in the third. Were you getting nervous, kind of at the end? They're like, oh man, it's getting a little too close for comfort at this point. You're talking about last night? Yeah, last game, night's game. game the, I mean, the game winner. Oh, uh, last night was a two nothing, two nothing win. Oh Jesus! Was it? Oh my of, God! Are you thinking of the last? Yeah, game? it was a team. We dominated. <laughs> <laughs> we dominated. God, I think you must be thinking about uh, Saturday. Game, I am thinking of Saturday. You're right because it, I know there was three game, three goals scored in the first period. Okay, you're absolutely yeah. right. Jeez, shows what I know. Well, either way, you must be so <laughs> excited. I mean, no, no, I'm. I literally started crying tears of joy. Like, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm not kidding. Like guys, this is a surreal feeling. Like the last time I witnessed a Tampa championship. I uh, it was 2004. I'm 26 right now, so like eight. Right, you guys nine. have been really yeah. good for so a like, long time too. So this must have yeah, really felt good. <laughs> yeah, but we've also dropped the ball. Like right, we've last been year. so close. Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing. Like, 
but we can finally put that like behind us because we did this. Yeah. Do you, you know? think that Iserman can do it in Detroit with the Red Wings after being pretty bad for the past ten years? We're really hoping so, but I want to hear it from a from the a Lightning perspective. So I actually I play a lot of like shell online, and I. I'm in a couple of discords and there's some Detroit Red Wings fans in there. And I've been saying this since the moment that he got hired, dude, watch out for Eisenman. Like what he built here in Tampa, we were bad before him. Like, I mean, we won the Stanley cup and then we got bad. Like we just weren't good. Ticket sales were down, things like that. Then it gets uh, control of the team. And dude, he turned around. Look at our, look at our minor league system. Look at, he knows how to draft. He knows the guys. The only knock that I have on him, and this is I'm, not, I'm just being honest. Sure. Is sometimes you look at those past Lightning teams. We didn't have that physicality. We had really good skill guys, but we didn't have that physicality. And shout out to Julian Brisewa, our current GM, for making those. I mean, we traded away two firsts and um, like our number one prospect for Barkley Goodrow and Blake Coleman, but that was our best line. They added him with Gord, and that was our best line, and we were physical. Like, when you get down to the Stanley Cup Finals and, like, the playoffs, you have to be physical. So, in all of Eisenman's years here, we never had that true physicality. We had the skill, but we didn't have that physicality. So, if he can learn from that mistake, coming from a guy who sits on his couch and screams at, like, at the TV... <laughs> <laughs> I think he'll he'll be fine. I think I think Detroit will will eventually get back there. It might be a little bit more of a rebuild. Um, yeah, what, what picks, do you, guys, what picks do. do you guys have this year? I know the Rangers got number one, but what picks we, do you guys? We have? got fourth. We got absolutely screwed in that draft lottery. If we, that was that was happening back at the end of June this year, when I mean. You know how bad the wings are. I mean, we should have had the number one pick, but we get number four because of the way they do it. And a playoff team is getting a higher spot than us, which is which is ridiculous. And I yeah. I, I just think the format sucks. So we're getting number four. Um, you know, I, I I don't know. I I'm I was disappointed at that, but I I really hope with Iserman's expertise that he can kind of look and see and do some good scouting and understand what the team needs to build around and, and make it happen. I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I'm, I love your words of encouragement because that gives me a little hope for the next <laughs> season or two. Dude, it's just NHL is better when the wings are in it. I, I think back to Hell like yeah. 2015 when we went to the finals and we played the Blackhawks. Like I remember watching that game in college and it was like it, you guys were a tough out and that's when you guys were on your decline. I so you guys too. were still a tough out. The NHL is better with the wings being good. Like it's weird not seeing them because you guys were there so often and so much. But um, yeah, man, I think you guys will be fine. I want to ask you guys a question. Sure. What do you guys think about Adam Ernie? Tampa I boy. I I like him. I think he's a hard worker. I think I you know I I like the way he grinds. I think he's got a lot of uh, a lot of um, a lot of grit that some of our young kids don't really have, and they need to learn because. You know, we're not a team that that wins a lot. We're not a team that's trying to grind out those really difficult wins. And so we do kind of fade sometimes late in the third period when it looks like we're going to lose. And I think I like Ernie because I, I it seems like he's he's been there before and he knows w- what it takes to really to grind it out. And he's kind of uh, bringing some of that grit to some of our younger kids. So I love Adam Ernie, man. I love him. It's sad to see him go, but. When I noticed he was going to Detroit, I was like, oh, Eisenman, Eisenman's got a plan. He wants some of that, that <laughs> attitude. Because he was like only one of the only ones that was actually being physical. Right. Like he, was our, he was our physical guy. Adam Ernie was the Tampa Bay's like, physical guy, not a Pat Maroon. Like, 
We didn't have any of that. Adam Ernie was the guy. So I love Adam Ernie, and I, I hope nothing but the best for the for the wings, man. Yeah, I no, that's it's awesome. And like I said, hearing it from you, that's 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 good because I like that kind of outside Detroit perspective on the Red Wings. Um, but no, man, honestly, I, I appreciate you calling in. Do you guys have any other questions for Devin before? Uh, uh, we let him go, Zach, Alex. Oh, man, thanks for calling. It was awesome. Yeah, thank you so much. Really yeah. appreciate you sharing your story with us. That was yeah. fun. Well, I, I mean, this is one of those weird stories you never hear, but um, I'm, I'm glad everything kind of worked out in the end, and it was kind of a, a, a funny mistake in a way, and, and you got some pretty good perks out of it too, that's for sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me on. Of thank course. you, Devin. Appreciate it. Have a good one, and good luck tomorrow in Inside Edition. Alrighty, go Bulls. <laughs> go Bulls. See you, man. See ya. Here we go. Well, that was great. Thanks, Devin. Really appreciate that. That was fun. That was fun. Good time. I feel bad. I don't know that much about Adam Ernie. I know he's a tough guy, so I'm glad I got that much right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be honest, I probably got to um, brush up a little on uh, the new Red Wings players at least and see what... Adam Ernie's been here for like two seasons. Now. I know, but you know, it, it's been tough to follow the wings with the way they've just been so shitty. I know. It's just depressing. Do you tell him this was a hockey podcast to get him on? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, it's a, it's a, we do a lot of sports. I told him it's a sports show. Yeah. I mean, it is. I mean, we do everything, but you know, sports is a big part of it. Inside Edition, that's 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 big time, baby. That's cool. Man, I know. Man. That's good for him. Yeah, we're, we're we're getting the inside scoop before uh, Inside Edition sweeps in and gets yeah. him on a. On a Wednesday. We got them on Tuesday. <laughs> Watch Thank out, Inside Edition. Some real journalists are coming through. Yeah, we Thank broke the story first. <laughs> no, thanks, Devin. It was that was a lot of fun. But, uh, yeah, the, the the Lightning one. God, I, of course, I'm looking at this game because um, I watched the Monday night game last night because I had, you know, a little, little bet on it. Yeah, we watched the Monday night football game. That hey, was I, fun. I don't regret it. It was a... It was a, it was a Good game for me, at least. Did you watch that game, Zach, last night? I watched to the point where uh, Mahomes, they went up 34 to whatever it was. Like, it was 34-20. I was like, this game's over. It was a blowout. Dude, Mahomes is so good. It's unreal. I, I swear, he's... I've never seen a... Did you see that shovel pass yeah. in, the, in the first half? Like, what the hell? I, I That's mean, just creative play calling right there. That's not Mahomes. But like the, but the it, but it all come, but it has to have the right talent to make it work. It looks so good. It looks so. Crisp. It just looks so clean. And I mean, it was. I mean, it wasn't even. They didn't skip a beat. Yeah. I mean, I mean, sometimes creative play calling can sometimes get a little, you know, messy. That was just crystal clear, as clean as can yeah. be. I, I mean, I couldn't believe. Well, this it. goes back to what I was saying a couple of weeks ago, where the Kansas City Chiefs have two offensive-minded head coaches on their staff right now, and Andy Reid and Bilma. I mean, they should both be enemy. Be enemy. Sorry, Bielma is the enemy. Bielma is the old like Rutgers coach or something. Never mind. He's got an incredible, incredible ass. Be should have been hired as a head coach last year. I mean, he's a great offensive mind. So they've got two offensive-minded head coaches basically on that staff. He's got an incredible, incredible ass. Is that is that a Bielma? Yeah, I think so. I think it is. From uh, when he was when he was the coach, I think of Arkansas. <laughs> He's like talking about one of his players or something like that. <laughs> that's 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 what he uses to describe his his player. That's that's his thought of uh, God. What makes a what makes a, a player really good for my team? He's got uh, an, an incredible incredible ass. <laughs> This is like at a press conference. Too. Oh my god! Just trying to think of good things to say. <laughs> players are so bad. That's all I can say. 
Are we uh are we happy that the Lions won or not happy? So yeah, I I asked, I'm happy. I asked you guys that because this was the one week this season. I know it's a young season, but I was too busy to watch unfortunately on Sunday. Again, oh. moving stuff into my apartment in Grand Rapids. Oh, and so I didn't get to catch a second of the game, and of course they win. <laughs> so so does that mean I have to now miss every game or does that mean I have to make sure I never miss again? Well, like, do we want them to continue winning, or do we want them to not continue winning? Well, if they go fourteen and two, I'll be happy. <laughs> yeah, but they're but not we, going to. Then we got to keep Patricia and Quinn. The the problem is that I'm so afraid that this is just going to be one of those seasons where they're like six and ten, five and yeah, eleven. Yeah, so we get like seven the twelfth and pick, and it does us no good. And then it's and then it's another debate if we keep Patricia for a year. Which is what's going to happen. There's no debate. I'm personally. I, I don't think there's a debate either, but I feel like the ownership is going to have to really consider. Well, they were almost 500, so you know, listen, better. Listen, I think it's pretty simple for this. If you don't make the playoffs, you're out because that should have been the standard that they were put onto at the beginning of the season. You would think. Yeah, but I'm pretty happy they won. Actually, I had a bet with my roommate. And <laughs> I said the Lions. The Andrew? Would win. Yeah, yeah. I oh, said I, I had a bet, and I said the Lions would beat the Cardinals, and I I knew it. And, well, yeah. what'd you win? It was 10 bucks. <laughs> I'm just surprised that your roommate put down money. Oh, everyone thought they were so bad. And I was like, I had a feeling because I, I'd seen the Cardinals play. And, the you know, we were talking about uh, Mahomes earlier and how his play was so crisp, you know. And I had not seen that from the Cardinals. And they I just like, look sloppy. I haven't yeah, gotten to see the Cardinals yet this year. That's, that's what I thought kind of going into it. And yeah. it ended up working out for me. So. Well, I'm look. It's tough for me to root against the Lions. Just, I mean, I've I've been a fan forever, so of course, uh, seeing them win, you know, against against the Cardinals, kind of interesting. And, and this town like, needs a win. Yeah. Did you see Patricia at the end of the game? No, I mean, it, I didn't get to see any of it. Oh, that's. Did you see Patricia at the end of the game? He was coming onto midfield, and he had just like the biggest sigh of relief, like. Oh, I got the first win of the season. It's out of my way. Thank God. Another week to live. <laughs> no, but, you know. Well, I, honestly, he was probably playing for his job because. Well, if he lost see. a third game in a row, he. Well, not only that, they have the Saints next week. And if they went 0-4 into the bye week, you could make a pretty good argument that they probably deserve to, you know. Well, without a question. If he yeah. goes 1-3 into the bye week, maybe he should be gone. I mean, I the, expect- the expectation is that we're going to be playoff contenders this year or he's gone. Right. That's what. Martha Firestone Ford said. But she doesn't own the team anymore. I know, but you'd think the expectation would get passed down, right? They didn't announce a new expectation. So if he's 1-3 going to the bye week, it's tough to say that we're playoff. I mean, at least the way we look, we don't look like playoff the contenders. Thing, the thing they do have is their schedule gets our, – our schedule has been pretty rough These first, uh, besides the Bears. We should have beat the Bears. Well, actually, yeah. not really. The Bears are 3-0 and right now, and Nick Foles just pulled a 20-point comeback against the Falcons. But anyway – like the like these first four games were supposed to be pretty tough for us, and then it's supposed to lighten up. So I mean, the the even at the beginning of the season, people were saying if we come out of these first four games two and two, um, we're looking pretty good. But um, three and one is obviously and the Saints not the don't same look great. No, I, I will say the Saints don't look great. It was surprising. <laughs> it was surprising. But I mean, that was a that was they played Sunday night. Yeah, right against Green Bay. That was a big game. It was a good game though. It, I thought it, it was, was. I thought it was exciting. It was a surprisingly good game. I think I think the Saints just had great play calling, but they have to play to uh, Drew Brees' inabilities. I mean, he looks old. He looks really he looks old. Really bad. And they're pulling him every like six or seven snaps to put in Taysom Hill to run the Wildcat. And which, then Taysom Hill had that big fumble. Right. Which you can't expect to pull your quarterback every six or seven plays and win a Super Bowl. I don't think, unless Sean Payton is. I mean, he is a genius when it comes to 
to coaching, but I just, I don't see that. I feel like, I mean, maybe Drew Brees doesn't need the momentum and the the uh, consistency that some of the quarterbacks Drew Brees, do. Yeah. Drew Brees can't chuck it down the field. Have you seen him? He, he doesn't can't. throw past 10 yards. I know. I, Valeni jokes about this all the time where he says, like, they, they, oh, I think the over-under for him to chuck a ball over 10 yards was one and a half. <laughs> yeah, wow. <laughs> I don't... I, I don't know if he did or not. Honestly, I, I think it, yeah. you could have made the under. <laughs> I we I was watching that game, the Sunday night game with my dad, and the Saints were somewhere in the within the thirty yard line. But then they they ran another short screen or a run to Camara to get within the twenty yard line, and it was like maybe thirty seconds left in the half, and they had to call a timeout. And my dad goes, "What are they doing? Why don't they try and take a shot to the end zone?" I go, "Well, they got to get within Breeze's range first. <laughs> <laughs> he can't throw it into the end zone." No, there. And you know what crazy. they did? The next play. They threw it into the end zone once they got a little bit, you know, another 10 yards closer. That's crazy. But they had to get there first. The, the last thing I want to say about the Lions, and I'll make it really quick, I don't think Stafford looked good on Sunday. I don't know what your impression, Zach, since you watched the game, but, I mean, he, he had, I think, four sacks throughout the game, um, three of which were in the first half, and I just thought that a lot of his plays were sloppy, and I just didn't think he looked like a quarterback who was doing anything special. I, I think he's, he's off to a bad year, and I think, I think it was still bad, even though they won. I think it was still a, a not a very good game, very average at best. I think he had a great um, ending drive. You know, the game-ending yeah, drive he, he did, did at the like, very end. He seemed like he was in control the whole time. They even had that big play that was called back on some offensive holding from Vitae. And um, I, I, I think that, I don't know, I, I think that you can't you can't crucify him too much for a win, especially when he orchestrated the game-winning drive. And I think that a lot of the issues from that, I, I think there was bad play calling too in that game. Because if you look at, this, uh, at the play sheet, it's like, Every first down play is like a, in the second half is like a run up the middle from Peterson, that. and yep. it was like so predictable. And you you hinder your quarterback and his like what is the decisions he can make when you do that kind of stuff. So uh, I don't know. I they won, so I'm not gonna you know lay into anyone. And I, I I think it's kind of funny. A lot of like the local radio is kind of really laid into him still. <laughs> They're like they still suck, and it's just but it's it's well they do though. I know I know, but it's still kind of funny to see like even when they do win, they can't win. <laughs> I can't even hear you. It's just noise coming out of an ugly scientist. <laughs> <laughs> that could have been actual audio of Stafford talking to Patricia. <laughs> That was me talking to Zach. <laughs> I've been waiting to use that one on set. Oh, that's that's pretty good actually. Um, kind of in the sports realm. Um, did you see this story about how the fan destroyed Miller Park with the tractor when he was trying to spell his name on the field? I did see that. He just like walked right into the park. Well, and this just climbed on the tractor and did like an hour's worth of yard work. <laughs> this actually happened in June, believe it or not. But they just released the video. Oh, really? Yeah. This wasn't recent. No, I didn't, I, I didn't even catch on to that. But I mean, it, they're just coming out with the the story now uh, because they have video of it. But uh, a Milwaukee resident, he, I mean, like I said, I mean, empty Miller Park. Got a hold of a tractor and drove it onto the field. Uh, wanted to write his name on the field, which seems like something you might do as maybe like a five-year-old or something. But I guess he had the urge to do it. I don't know. It's not really my thing. But either way, uh, he did not succeed. And it was a big situation where um, he was arrested. He didn't write his name? Uh, it doesn't sound like it. Did you? He could, damaged the pitcher's mound and dug holes in many areas. Did we try and get him? Field. Can we try and get him on the podcast? I would love to hear his thoughts on that. 
Uh, I don't think you're going to be hearing from him anytime soon. Well, I, I think the... Is he in jail? <laughs> <laughs> well, he is charged with a felony count of criminal damage to property and wow. a misdemeanor of disorderly conduct for the reported $40,000 worth of damage that he caused. So Yikes. I don't think he's doing any interviews right now. Yeah, That's so just we, a guess. So we won't get a statement from him. <laughs> no. I mean, couldn't you think of something better to do when you go into a, a ballpark? Do you really want to cause that much damage or... I mean, he must not be a fan. Did he have a couple beverages? Well, I'm sure he was on something. Meth, maybe. <laughs> Meth? <laughs> you know, I don't know. like sloshed. I mean, uh, the only thing I can think of is like you just sloshed and be like, it'd be an awesome if I could write my name on the field. <laughs> 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 okay, I'm just going to oh, go. Yeah, the, Cubs, the Cubs are coming into town next week. They're going to see my name <laughs> on the field. I'm going to do my name in the field. Yeah, you guys don't think I will. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it tonight. I'm headed there now. Let's buy the tractor and do it. Check out the next game, guys. <laughs> um, Tom, Tom, uh, excuse me, Tom, Tom Brenneman has officially resigned from his role um, broadcasting Cincinnati Red Games on TV. I thought he was already gone, um, but apparently he was still employed. He was just not doing the games, but now that the uh, the season is over, um, he is, <laughs> bye-bye, see ya. It's, it's just done, which... Uh, he did more than just... He did more than just the Reds, though, right? He did some NFL stuff. I mean, he, he called was a lot already, of Lions games. He was probably already gone from that. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. Let no, the bitch walk. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think, uh, who was it? One of the networks said, like, yeah, we will not be having Thom Brenneman doing the NFL games this year due to recent incident with the Cincinnati Reds. That was, like, right away, I think. Yeah, it was right away. He wasn't going to be doing NFL. I just can't believe that they never fired him and he had to resign. That's what I don't get. I mean, obviously, it, it was not, like, a... a a unilateral decision to resign. I'm sure there was like, why did they, don't you just maybe resign? They did were, they just forget about him? And then like a couple <laughs> weeks later, he's like, do I still work here? And like, <laughs> <laughs> That's a great point. I never thought about that. Like they, they were like, oh yeah, he's done. Like he's done. Like just let him go. And then, and then he was like, well, you never really fired me. So I guess I got to resign. Like what's going on here? <laughs> I mean, is, do you think he's ever going to do a job again? Or I mean, he's what is he in his early or late fifties now? I mean, really? I mean, is he ever going to have a career in broadcasting ever again? Or is or is this done? And is it is it deserved? I mean, is this is this really? I don't know. Is it totally fair to? to I mean, his career's done. I mean, he's a social pariah now, and that that's was, done. That was a pretty bad comment. <laughs> that was he, he shouldn't rough. have said it. It was very I very mean, bad. If, yeah. I mean. Someone with his experience in broadcasting saying that, like, you can't be trusted on air ever again. No, absolutely not. I mean, yeah, I think that's the point exactly, is a company cannot trust him to be on the air again, you know. And here's a drive to left. It's a home run! <laughs> Castellanos! <laughs> but I'm very deeply sorry. <laughs> I may never put these headsets on again. <laughs> but, I mean, why would you? There's so many other people out there who don't have that on their track record. Yeah, I'm Who sure. are trying to get a job. Yeah, you're right. No, that's, that's a good point. No, it's it's he's done. He, he's just over. Have, so. you ever, have you ever thought about how there are people who work their whole lives to do like play by play or something like that, and then some NFL player just comes up out of you know <laughs> some shitty like Brady Quinn like, yeah. shits himself out of the NFL and then comes onto the air like how pissed would you be? <laughs> this guy has no talent whatsoever, and yet they give him a mic and tell him to talk to everyone. <laughs> I'd be pretty upset about it. I mean, or you even look at the guys like 
uh, like the guys like Michael Strahan. I mean, Michael Strahan does a really good job, or Howie Long, or some of those guys. I mean, they all do really excellent jobs, but they had great NFL careers. So sure. They, they are loaded. Like, they don't need the job. They don't need the money. Yeah. They just do it for love of the game. And they're good at broadcasting, so it's awesome to have them on and have their perspective, but... But yeah, I agree. What about those? What about those journalism majors who are just trying to get you know their first? <laughs> like for them, that's the best they can do. Where right. Michael Strahan, I mean, he had a long career in the NFL. He yeah. made his money. Yeah. So uh, make, make him be an intern. <laughs> I I don't think he deserved that role immediately on GMA. Uh, I don't think he had the talent for it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I think it was a little rough there at the start. I think it's still kind of. Oh rough. no, he's he's much better on the the NFL pre-game shows and post-game no, shows he, that he does. He was on uh, the other was, morning show, though. He well, on, he was on with Kelly. Yeah, yeah Kelly. Regis yeah. and Kelly and Michael Strahan. <laughs> well, Regis wasn't there, but it was, what is it? Rest Ke- in peace. Kelly and Michael? Yeah, rest in peace. Too bad. Rest in pieces. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> in pieces? Oh, so, uh, rip in pieces. You, no. have, you, have a, uh, you have a Regis story. Oh, yeah, I met Regis once. So Regis, is a, Regis is a Notre Dame alum, a very proud Notre Dame alum. He got buried. No, really? Yeah. <laughs> I never had I never would have guessed. Uh, he's bar- he got buried on campus. Um, but, yeah, so I was at a, I was going to a Notre Dame game with my mom when I was really young, you know, somewhere but you know, under 12, somewhere in there, maybe like 6 to 12, somewhere in there. And we're walking to the stadium, and we stop by one of the lakes there to feed the ducks. And Regis pulls up on a golf cart with his wife and, I'm guessing, like his publicist or something. And he hops off, tosses some bread to a duck, and I run up, and I go, Hi, Mr. You know, hi, Regis. Like, I love your show. And he's like, Oh, hi, nice to meet you, kid. And then he gets on his golf cart and, and goes on to watch the game. Tears it away. Yeah. but when Burns you're, some rubber. <laughs> yeah. But on, on Notre Dame football weekends – when you're when you're on campus, you just see private jets flying over campus nonstop. And oh, so God. when I'm there with my mom and we see private jets coming over, we just go, Oh, there's Regis, there's Regis, there's Regis. <laughs> yep, that's him. True story. <laughs> Every single time, there he is. Yeah, it's not an exciting story, but I do have a Regis story. Well, that's good. Hey, you know, I, I I miss Regis and Kelly. I, I mean when I was young, I I, I loved that show. Yeah. I mean really? I watch it all the time. I, I read it was a good so, show. I read somewhere Regis was uh, responsible for the special edition uh, New York Times sports page because apparently the New York Times published at a time uh, too early to include the score of the Saturday afternoon Notre Dame football game. So Regis called him up and complained or <laughs> made a complaint on his uh, his show with, uh, with Kelly. And uh, the New York Times heard it and they altered their publication schedule so they could include the uh, – the Notre Dame score on their sports page because Regis was such a an avid reader of the Sunday Times. <laughs> pretty cool, I guess. <laughs> no, it's pretty lame, but. <laughs> well, good, good for him. Good for him. Rest in peace. No, but it's uh, it's it's kind of a, a how do we start talking about Regis anyway? <laughs> that was quite the chain of events. It was on the it was on the sheet. <laughs> sure. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um the uh let's see I'm, I'm trying to think what else we wanted to well, get speaking to speaking of notre dame they uh, yeah what's going on with notre dame right now well they kind of found out how the covid spread so what they, did happen so it wasn't due to their game with south florida they didn't catch it from south florida or anything like that i guess they had a team meal before the game which they had not been doing i just heard this today on 97.1 uh, yeah exactly their coronavirus outbreak so uh, they had a team meal, which they had not been doing at all. They had just been doing like grab and go meals. And I guess they decided that they could have a team meal if they, you know, cause they do their testing Friday night and then they were going to have uh, or Friday 
morning or something like that. And then they were going to have their team meal, and they figured everyone was fine. But I guess someone was asymptomatic and didn't show up as a positive test, and it just spread like wildfire, uh, you know, to everybody at the team meal. I guess one of their athletes was, like, throwing up after the meal. Oh, jeez. Are you sure it wasn't the food? You know, they thought it was just dehydration, and they ended up treating him for dehydration. And then on Monday, that guy tested positive for corona because he didn't test positive before. So that's why they thought it was dehydration. Are their national title hopes ruined? Ruined. Yeah. Oh, they're still undefeated. Ruined. ruined. They could be. Ruined. Yeah, but if they only play, uh, what? Are, how many games do they play now? Two? Well, they they rescheduled the Wake Forest game for the end of the season. So they're going to play in December. Do December play, 12th, I think. Do they play Clemson? They do play Clemson. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> that's done. That's done. No, that's that, well. What what happened with the? Um, I know the Vikings are in, in quarantine right now from their oh, game, yeah. right? Yeah. What what's I mean that quite a few members of the Tennessee Titans tested positive for Corona, and because they played the Vikings, the Vikings are also shutting down their um, their operations. So yeah. wasn't the whole thing with the NFL that they have these immediate tests and they can test people right away and make sure everything's going to be like taken care of almost immediately? Well, I mean, what's going on with that? Why are, why are these? Why is this even taking more than a day? Well, I don't even, I don't think they know how Tennessee got it. They're just, I think the Vikings are just being safe. But it is actually kind of a, it's a bad omen if they're, like, shutting everything down. Yeah, but there's a, are, are they not even playing this weekend? I thought their game was postponed, is it not? I know, I know there are a lot of their practices, everything is postponed. Or I, at I least would canceled say, this week. I would say there's still information coming in. Because I heard that the NFL wanted to move the game to Monday night so that they could still play and properly do testing and quarantining and get everybody separated that, you know, might have been exposed. I I, I just but thought yeah, it would have been agree. more, I thought it would have been more like in place. Like they kind of maybe expected this would happen a few times and they should have been like immediately prepared for like everything to be, it's okay, we're, we're fine. We'll just quarantine these few people. We'll test everybody. We'll get the results back like in an hour and we'll be good to go and, and we'll keep going. Right? That's what I thought. I mean, well, I mean, that was my expectation so with the NFL. this headline from Newsweek from a story posted 25 minutes ago, NFL still planning Steelers-Titans game Sunday despite positive COVID t- cases. Well, good. They should. They can do it. As long as they can, you know, make sure that anyone who tested positive or was exposed can... Yeah, can, come on. Can test negative and not step on the field. I think the NFL is the one um, sport where you can really do the next man up sort of thing. I'm sure there's a yeah. lot of, like, former players and things that you can you can hire for, you know, that week to fill the if spot. If you really need it, yeah. yeah. I mean, they've got so many roster spots. I agree. It's really yeah. just a next man up kind of mentality. Yeah. Well, in, in the midst of the coronavirus and obviously the businesses that are struggling across the country and across the world, really, Michigan is trying to do something to eliminate alleviate some of those struggles by trying to get a bill through that would allow bars to stay open until 4 a.m. in Michigan. I'm wondering what your guys' thoughts on that. First of all, the uh, I was reading something how the bar owners were like, you know, that's, I guess that's kind of good, but, you know, it's still not really going to do much for the uh, the losses that we're suffering. I mean, I think they need a little more financial support, possibly, but I don't know how much this is really going to affect their uh, their profits or their success in the bar industry, but who stays open? Who stays at the bar until four a.m.? Well, a lot of a lot of states have bars open past two. I don't. I mean, but are they packed? Like Nashville was when we were there. I, I don't know. I never liked being out at the bar that late. No. I get so tired. Uh, it just isn't fun for me at that point. 
And only bad things happen that late. <laughs> yeah, nothing bad happens after two. <laughs> <laughs> or nothing good happens after two. No, no but I mean, I, I think... I don't see anything really wrong with it. If the if the bar wants to stay open that late, they should be allowed to. You know, there, there's a restriction right now from selling alcohol for on-site consumption from 2 a.m. to 7 a.m. So that's the restriction. So that's going to be changed from 4 a.m. to 7 a.m. now if this gets through. Wow, three which hours in the day, you can't buy alcohol. <laughs> well, to drink there, you can still buy it at Meyer and yeah. drink it at home. I mean, what's, really the, want what's the point at that at that point? I don't know. I mean, it allows these businesses to have a little more flexibility with... Why not you know, just allow twenty four seven bars then? Well, I think we're gonna get to that eventually. They probably should. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they need a maybe No, they, you need that three hours or whatever it is. To for, clear the people yeah. out. And, <laughs> all right, time to go. <laughs> oh, they'd be going nuts till four. They'd be closing down. I mean, we all been to the bars where it's like one thirty and they'll start turning the lights on and you know, it's like turning off the music. Time to get going, time to cash out your tab and everything. It's you know, I get it. Sometimes it's a letdown. It's like, oh, it's one thirty. Come on, let's keep going, you know? <laughs> I mean, those are the nights we usually end up at Lafayette, you know, because we're still wanting to do something. But, sure hey, is. you know, here we could be at Lafayette 4.30. Lafayette may have to change their hours if this goes through. <laughs> <laughs> you know, go instead of open until 3, it'll be open until 5. Oh, my God. That would be fun. It passed the House. Uh, it has not passed the Senate yet, but uh, it is headed to the Senate to see what happens. And then it's obviously going to head to the governor's desk. And uh, I don't know, just kind of an interesting thing that could happen at Michigan yeah. bars. I think people would be pretty happy about it. I can pretty safely say that I won't be experiencing that law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really care one way or another if they want to stay open. I don't really live near any bars or anything, so I don't anticipate a change in my lifestyle because you won't see me at the bar until 4 a.m. Yeah, I know. Sure. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably not. That's not me anymore, or <laughs> ever, really. <laughs> well, with your new Grand Rapids location, you, you have a little more time to check out the uh, multiple bars and uh, restaurants and get that experience, yeah, right? Not at 4 a.m. Sure. Many hours of the day. Be ready right at 6 a.m. for that Zoom call with a client. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they just passed the bill in Michigan. I'm just, uh, I'm doing my best. All right, what's your problem? <laughs> Explain this complex intellectual property matter. <laughs> what's your invention? Oh, Jesus. Well, good luck with all that. <laughs> uh, were there any other uh, were there any other stories you wanted to get to today well we're at an hour 10 love island wraps up this weekend oh, we, we all gotta watch that gotta see the ending be sure to watch next <laughs> I, I gotta i gotta catch the recap still i suck at this why do i do this it's tough to keep up i mean it's like every night and i'm at a like i'm just have a busy schedule going on right now with this move and getting ready to start my new job so it's tough to keep up zach is swamped I mean, you're swamped. You've got school. I've got a lot of stuff going on You've right now. You've got school and job apps going on, and busy week, yeah. busy week. But I do want to catch up. I keep. I know I keep saying that every week, but I really want to catch up. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, even if it's next month. I mean, no, I can't do that. I got. I, I want to watch the finale at least. I mean, I it's gotta a, watch. It's the a good show to watch recorded too, or like you know, months after it actually happens. You don't have to watch it live. I I've got to watch the and finale I think, though. And live, I think you though. can avoid getting it spoiled on social media because it's yeah. not. It's not to that level of popularity. True. Have you been watching at all? Anything? I mean, I'll watch here and there, especially if I'm hanging out with Hannah. I mean, because <laughs> she, she keeps up on it, but I've had trouble keeping up on it. So I, I want to watch the, the finale, and she's kind of told me that we're, we're going to have to. <laughs> what, night, what night is the finale? I don't know. This is, it, is, it, is it this weekend? This weekend. I can pull it up. Put it on my calendar. I, what, what, is, what would the finale even be? It's where know? they pick the winning couple. Like the couple that found the best, you know, connection. Who decides? And 
I think they all have to vote for the best couple. So like the contestants the, vote for the best couple. I think so, I if see. I remember correctly. And then they hand them, you know, money. They hand one of the couples money, or they hand them two envelopes. One has money, one doesn't. And whichever uh, contestant has the envelope with the money in gets to decide whether they're going to split it with their, you know, new significant other, or whether they're going to take it all for themselves. That's got to be pretty intense. I mean, think about it. What would you, well? It depends on the couple, I guess. I guess if they're voting and they're really choosing the best couple, like this is the actual best couple that can go the long run and they're going to be good, you would think that they would, you know, split the money. The couple that I think is going to win, I don't think they're actually there for uh, for the right reasons. Oh no, are you serious? Yeah. Well, Chris Hansen would be pissed. But they're Chris like, Harrison. I'm sorry, Chris Harrison. They've been the most consistent couple and the most like kind of just like cuddly couple like the most affectionate and they've had hardly any any rocks in their relationship really and i so i think they're gonna win but i don't think they're there for the right reasons at least i don't i don't think the dude is i don't think the dude is i think the dude's just there to win who sings the song where it's like go on take the money and run go on take the money and run yeah i have that whole this is a story about bill and john Hand clap song. It's a hand clap song. <laughs> that's a, that's my opinion on it. <laughs> I mean, hey, you know, I mean, we'll, wait, but who gets first dibs at the money? That's whoever a, whoever gets handed the envelope with the money. It's the Steve Miller band, by the way. Oh, okay. Steve yeah, Miller yeah, band. Steve Miller band. Yeah. So each contestant gets an envelope, the guy and the girl, and one of them will have an empty envelope, and one of them will have the money in it. So what if they? So they have to decide, like, before they open the envelopes, what they're gonna do, right? I'm not sure. Like, do you, this? Well, I, I don't know. The, one of the envelopes is gonna be filled. The other one's gonna be empty, right? I mean, how are they gonna do that? Unless it's a check. I'm sure it's a check because it's not just a wad of cash in the envelope. That'd be awesome. <laughs> Whoa, which which envelope has the cash? In it? <laughs> That's a good question. One of them's huge. The other one's got nothing in it. <laughs> I'll watch the finale. I'll watch it. I know. I probably I, won't. <laughs> thanks. You gotta watch it. I'm gonna try to. I will. All right. Are we good to go? We I think get so. Out of here. We gotta do the helmets. We're gonna do it probably next week. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, we've been teasing it for we a while. We also gotta do the pizza. Yeah, we we're about do. to go get some pizza ourselves. And we have. We do have we, to do that. We yeah. have some potential sponsors next week too. So <laughs> oh. we'll get our first sponsors <laughs> yes. next week. We're yes, very we do. Excited I for forgot those. about that. That whole topic. Would I mean? Would you like me to play one of their ads? No, no. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it next week. You sure? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't want to hear one. Well, we, they didn't stop. They didn't pay for this, so we gotta we gotta give them some time. So. Well, let's just tease it. Come on. No. No, no. Let's start it. Today's Black Jeopardy winner will receive the new TV by Set It There. Flat screen TVs with no stands and no walls. You better not put a hole in my wall. <laughs> Get your whole security deposit back. Get your whole security deposit back. Antique furniture box. Don't you bring that in my house. Arms, mirrors, and old trunks. Is there a ghost in there? You'll never know it. Don't you bring that in my house. <laughs> so... Obviously, those those are not actual sponsors. Those are ads from uh, SNL skit Black Jeopardy. Um, Such great so skits. So SNL is coming back this Saturday. Yes, um, I'm really pumped. I think they're gonna have a field day with in all person. the with all the election stuff going on. Yeah, they're gonna be in studio, um, and I think they're gonna have a field day with all the uh, election stuff going on. I think it's gonna be really funny. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. But we've been wanting to do a uh, a segment on our favorite SNL skits because we all watch SNL. We all love it. 
and of all time the best SNL skit, your personal favorite of all time. Yes, definitely. Yeah, so we're gonna be doing that in the future. So so look for that. And if you're an SNL fan, you'll definitely want to keep posting and definitely reach out to us. Let us know if there's something you want us to discuss. If there's a skit that you think is underrated or overrated or you know whatever it is. I mean, we love talking SNL. We love talking the cast members. Oh yeah. We love talking you know the different. Uh, cast selections you know which year was the best it's always right when you're about 13 or 14 isn't it (laughs) it seems you know who's hosting this weekend i don't know i don't even know well we'll (laughs) we'll find out (laughs) t-a-d yeah i want to see if i can find it out real quick with this internet it might take the till the end of the outro our internet's kind of slow right now a little bit oh anyway what's our uh you want to give them our our, our contacts? Oh, yeah, they know it by now. Just kidding. So, <laughs> our Twitter is at cutting out early. Our Instagram is at cutting out early dot podcast. Our email is cutting out early dot podcast at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. We broadcast from anchor.fm slash cutting out early. Thank you for listening. Live from the new studios, this is Cutting Out Early. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, everybody. Um, Enjoy the debate tonight. Uh, We'll be watching. We might touch on it next show. If there's any big stories, we will. We won't get too into it, but we we might. might. We'll see. All right. (laughs) Thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good one. Bye-bye. See ya.